Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. It's just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is uh, Stuart at Hear Me See Me podcast, and today I've got uh, someone who's a really good friend of mine. He's I not only admire his work, he's also been a real real help with us at Haircuts for Homeless. Um, he does, uh, uh, creates amazing images. Um, and today I'm talking to the photographer, Jack Eames. Hello, Jack. Hello, Stuart. How are you How doing, are you? mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you coping in all this strangeness? It's um, pretty wild times, eh? Um, obviously, yeah, the... Um, how long have we been in lockdown now, mate? About four years, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Forty years, it feels yeah. like. Um, I'm glad this isn't like a FaceTime call. See, I look like yeah. the wild man of Borneo. I need you well, to come I'm sitting in my underwear because it's so hot today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is why I don't do the, the video ones. I have a <laughs> there's, a nice, there's a nice image for anyone listening, isn't it? <laughs> but um you know like uh, yeah i think it's coming up for three months um yeah it's bonkers eh? Um, yeah yeah but you know we 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 understand it we understand it's necessary and i I think on that as i respected the fact that you know you put the call out early doors Stuart, um on social media and in the whatsapp Groups for haircuts, famous that I'm, you know, different ones I'm, I'm involved with. That you know, you were stopping the sessions, and rightly so. And you were one of the mm-hmm. first people to do it. And I, I just thought, I thought that was really interesting. And because um, you know, how it all got, it was a bit staggered, wasn't it, as to yeah. who was shutting down and who, you know, and I just thought, no, nah, that's that's really wise. Uh, yeah, I respected it. So it was very difficult, mate. Um, and what it was, it was one of those things that I had a real sleepless night over, and then before I made the call the following day to, to um, stop doing it. But the, it, only a week later, it was like, I couldn't believe I was even hesitating. But so yeah. much happened in that week, didn't it? That that week of before we shut down on that Sunday, Monday, um, it was still quite surreal. It's, you couldn't really believe it. And it was really know. surreal and just, you know, it was still kind of on the cusp, wasn't it? We really weren't, um, you know, a lot of businesses were still going and things. Mm. And I was, I was in Charlotte at the time and us, um, 
our studio in, in White Rabbit, um, mm. and just all of a sudden, I think it was, yeah, on the Tuesday after the, sort of the big live conference, you know, just businesses literally shutting in, in front of me, and it was just like, right, yeah, this is this is it, this is his world um, going off, and but yeah, do you know what? I'd be interested to hear how how you feel, and I, you know. It's been really nice, actually, Stuart. We, you know, we've stayed in pretty good touch throughout lockdown, yeah. and obviously, yeah. some people, you, you know, for, for whatever reason, some people you stay in regular contact with, and <clears throat> you know, maybe some people you don't. And I think it's I've appreciated staying in touch. And I, you yeah. know, at one point, I think fairly on, early on, it was just on my mind. I was just like, look, I just dropped you a quick line. I think that's what's nice about our contact as well. It can be. Yeah. We warm it quite functional as well. You'll reach out to me for something. Yeah. Um, when I want think. Um, <laughs> and that's fair enough. You know, that's fair enough. But equally, you know, I wanted to know um, yeah. what was happening at Whitechapel. And, um, yeah. what, you know, mm. bloody hell, you know, we both know how frontline that is. And mm. you, know, you rang us up and we had a bit of a chat about it. And it was just really, you know, it was good because all of a sudden you're just like, hold on a minute, we're we're finding this hard, we're shutting everything down, we've lost all of our work and X, Y, Z and, you know, all that's going on. Hold on. What about these people who come in to, you know, crisis in Whitechapel and get, get their breakfast um, and have a cup of tea? Um, you know, this line of queue of people to Sonia. Um, yeah. Who've, you know, they've got nothing. And then someone yeah. just one by one sorting them out. What's happening to these people who have you know, got a lot of mental health issues or, yeah. you know, hungry, um, you know, and obviously it was a, it was a, we've never seen this before, but I, I felt various things were quite slow to reacting to um, people who really needed it. It's the same old, isn't it, Stuart? You yeah. know, um, Sometimes the people who need things the most um, get forgotten about. But equally, there are a lot of good people who came straight out oh, and, yeah. you know, uh, and, and helped um, and got stuck in, whether it was with food vans and things. I know that you, when it was safer, you went down there with sleeping bags and things, didn't you, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went over to the uh, Bethnal Green one and I saw some of our regulars, you know, and it was quite moving, I mean. Yeah, I had to take a minute in the car before I sort of could, could drive off because it, 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 you sort of all of a sudden you realise you realise how much not only you miss the, uh, these guys but how much what you think of them you know I've seen some of these guys more regularly than I've seen some of my extended family <laughs> you get to see people every month and you get to know them and you go through a few highs and lows with them don't you so it becomes a real like, connection doesn't it it really does and I think that's one of the things that was really prevalent for me on my very first time which was and you invited me along to the session the monthly session you did at Whitechapel um I'd love to chat about that but it was what what was prevalent you know really prevalent was this um regularity you had you really know knew each other you knew each of the people that come in for the haircut or coming to see you not even wanting you know um, a haircut that month, but that warmth and seeing how you were doing and, and you were seeing yeah. how they were doing, it was just, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're lovely people. 
Actually, what I want to do, because uh, I really, really do want to talk about that, and I want to, I want to get your thoughts on on the places like Whitechapel and some of the others that we've been to together. But uh, really, at firstly, I'd like to go right back for you. For what what drew you into photography? Um, I started uh, education, proper education, sort of quite late, really. Um, I had no GCSEs, no A-levels. I just wanted to work, really, Stuart, as a you know, 15, 16-year-old, so I hardly turned up at the exams and things. And um, I, I, I hated school, you know, <laughs> um, dyslexic and just you know, everything. You know, wasn't great at sport, wasn't great at learning, was kind of okay at art, but didn't have, you know. And then suddenly I, you know, I, I went traveling and then I met a few people, you know, we're talking, I mean, how old am I now? 46. So, uh, I don't know, 25 ish, 20 years ago. Um, mm. And there was this thing called media studies. And obviously, you know, so many people have done it now, but I've just picked up on my trip that you could do something that was enjoyable and creative. And I was just like, oh my God, uh, okay. So I came back and worked to get some money together to be able to support myself and did a BTEC in media studies. Um, got good grades with that and then went on to uni. Um, and I always wanted to make films and then I'm, I just didn't like the course I was on, the film studies course. So I transferred over to um, photojournalism and had a great teacher finally you know, at the age of whatever I was then, um, 24. And he sort of taught me that I could be creative and earn a living from the camera. And he gave me the first sort of bit of confidence I'd ever had, really, in certainly in any learning or anything that I was doing. And, you know, and they didn't let me into the first year of, of journalism. They they just said, you've got no GCSEs, no A-levels, and looking at all your essays from your first year of film studies, you're going to struggle. So we're going to push you back into year one. And so, you know, a lot of debt and um, went back into year one, studied, but I came out of uni with a you know, first-class honours, which um, you know, I'm really, really proud of. But that mm. I, I got that through hard work, mate, work, mm. not, not through... You know, being intelligent or anything, and then from that, just just loved loved the image uh, in terms of making images and finding an image in a situation. Or um, I, mean, I was always in love with social commentary, um, doc- documentary, and I think that's why one of the many reasons why I love our sessions is it gives me a chance to kind of go back to my roots. Mm. Um, of real stories, you know. I love what I do. Um, I, you know, not many people, you know, will, will know me. But basically, uh, I'm a beauty photographer, but I specialise in hair, and we also make films here as well. And I feel very fortunate to do what I love, um, and I love what I do. But I think, like a lot of people who maybe make their money out of something creative uh, I just wanted to put something back in and then suddenly to have I've been aware of what you've been doing for a few years with various friends like you know, Tyler Johnson and things um, 
and Lee, Lee keeps. And it just got to a point where I was just like, oh, I just got that. I don't know. I think um, I wanted to work with um, a mental health charity that felt quite personally important to me um, mm. from an individual point of view. And I looked at various avenues and um, I'm sort of butterflying around a little bit. Um, that's how my mind works, but I'm, I'm not being funny. But that first session in Whitechapel just just showed me how much mental illness there is mm. um, in in many people's lives. And I just sort of, I, I don't know, I remember coming home after that session. I don't know if you remember it, Stuart, but I didn't actually pick the camera at once. And we were there. For no, you didn't. I thought, you lazy sod. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't coming again. Sitting <laughs> in the corner. But who, 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 who's recommended this guy? <laughs> no, I could tell exactly what he was doing. He was absorbing. I could say, uh, yeah, I could see. And that's the sort of part of the respectful part of your personality. You didn't go in with guns blazing or cameras flashing. It was, uh, you wanted to really absorb what was there. I, I, I got that straight away. I wanted to absorb and I just sort of felt, you know what? The last thing I want to do and is come in here and get, the camera out and mm. you know it's maybe people listening to this podcast that some of them do know what Whitechapel is like but I imagine p- p- quite a few don't and mm. there's not a huge amount of r- um, space in that no. room there really isn't and there were four hairdressers that day I think it was you know and it was it was very busy there's big queues you know that there was a bit of a skirmish at you know 9am when we all kicked off but <laughs> it was at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And it went off, but you know, you know what? You you diffused it instantly in the most sort of beautiful, calm, non-confrontational. Oh, I'll go with um, a cuddle. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you wanted one, but you got one. <laughs> I gave him a cuddle, and you know, <laughs> and he was being cut by an extremely talented um, hairdresser who you know yeah, we both yeah. know. You, you know, he's a yeah. friend of yours, yeah. and you know, it was just like. You know, honestly, mate, this this guy does does know you know how to cut hair, and it's sort of yeah. you know, a lot of back and forth, and it all got yeah. heated. But uh, and I think you know, just going back to what we were saying about that first session is that I think I was completely sort of overwhelmed in a really lovely, but also it was quite. I don't know, there's a lot to take in some of the mm. stories. So I, I just sat at the back and one of the first stories was, you know, a guy, I don't know, maybe sort of early 30s, hadn't seen his son for six years. Um, and he was getting his hair cut because he was going through an application process. Mm. And he was later on catching a train down to Brighton. And, you know, Lee was cutting his hair and... You know, it's just like, I'm not going to pick my camera up and mm. um, pretend, you know, because obviously I, I was sat at the back, Stuart, and I think it's sort of quite confrontational to suddenly walk around front of mm. someone who's maybe having quite a, an intimate personal chat and then suddenly there's a camera there and some six foot six, you yeah. know, idiot um, appear <laughs> and say, you know, can I can I take your picture? So, I, you know, I just listened and it, it, it's your... 
it's your creation. Um, we had a nice chat at the start and a lovely chat afterwards, but equally, you know, I didn't want to tread in on any toes. And I saw yeah. it for the lo- longevity, Stuart, as well. I thought, I just need to get my head around this before I start taking pictures. Yeah. I want to come to future sessions. I want to come to, you know, yeah. At the time, we were living in Bethnal Green, which is next door to Whitechapel. So I, I was seeing people in there, mate, who are uh, mm. just next to my boxing club in Dalston and, you know, and we chatted and things. And so started to put together a bit more of a picture and, you know, came, you know, came to various other sessions throughout different areas of London. And then, you know, one of my big highlights was when you, you know, you felt comfortable enough to look, and I'm, I'm guessing we're okay to chat about this. Feel free to delete it. If yeah. It's not that, you, you know, you rang me up and we had a quite serious chat about, me coming along to the women's refuge. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in the enormity of, of that, and yeah. the, the trust that you felt um, that you could put in me um, was, was was very lovely. But that, that came over time, Stuart, you know, um, and me coming along to various sessions. You know, we, we did Knightsbridge. I mean, we did, like, West Ham, and I wasn't sure what to expect at West Ham. It's Christmas time. <laughs> And do you know what, again, just struck a massive chord is I think, you know, we were setting up, getting the day going, and there was this big West Ham fan in there, again, won't go into, you know, yeah. you know who he was. Yeah, and, I know, you know who you mean, yeah. Been through it, right? He's been through it and, and some, you know. Yeah. And yeah, you just sort of look, you know, we're just chatting away, and you just said, um, I can't tell you how close to that being me um th- things yeah. things were and, and and were reaching yeah. and you know whatever it was at the time 13 and a half years sober yeah and obviously we chatted about your you know new recovery and obviously yeah. we're both involved in the hairdressing industry in different ways and both have yeah. insight into well your you know you had your salon and things and um, mm. your business and I work a lot with salons. So I think we had a lot of common ground, but it was just yeah. the way you, you, that you, you weren't even looking at me. You, you just chat, you're looking at this, this, this guy and, you know, just see it in your eyes, bro. Um, mm. And, for, you know, certainly I just think, and that is sort of, that's how I think photography marries up with, with what we do is that, you know, photography and art and, you know, and also cutting people's hair, you know, it's about touch, isn't it? It's about, you, yeah. you, you try, you, you try, you know, you know when you got it right is when you sort of, something touches you. You can't put yeah. it into words, but, um, and that's another thing at Whitechapel that I saw, bro, was that the way that your team and when you were cutting hair, physically and metaphorically, um, touched people and the yeah. calmness that they felt in the chair. I saw people fall asleep yeah. and say things like, I, I just don't feel safe unless I'm sort of here and I've got, you know, you're cutting my hair. I'm so sorry. I've sort of been asleep and everybody yeah. well, and would just be like, look, it's absolutely fine. And, you know, there, there's one particular photo that sums up you and what you do and that touch and that fact that we all we all need it as human beings we you know whether it's a touch from a friend a lover a child and also 
to touch, not just to be touched. It's, mm. that, that night, we, one of our nights at Bethnal Green, when that oh, guy... I know, yeah, I know what you're going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's hand. a lovely image, yeah. And yeah. that's the one that, you know, our friend Lena Healy, you know, chose to... Um, yeah, she shared yeah. that one out, didn't she, Bethel? She did. And, yeah. But I think for anybody, just, just look at that image. I think it's on your website, and it's just... Yeah, I've used that, funny enough, that's the one I've used for the Hear Me See Me podcast because it sort of sums up the human um, aspect of everything we do. It almost sums up, it sums up haircuts, but it does sum up the, the podcast in a way. It's yeah. that, you know, connection. It's about connection for people who are disconnected. And, Absolutely. Um, but I'm going to jump in on something here, right? I've just, it's only an observation, and I, I could well be wrong, but... What strikes me with you is your motivations and that is you seem to be someone who champions the underdog and you seem to be so and it comes seems to come from a place from being like that that seems to resonate from what you told me about childhood I get this a lot with a lot of people I speak to um, it all comes from a teacher yeah. and you said you finally found a teacher and there's, there's so many, I'm not knocking teachers because, you know, even one of my daughters is a teacher and I really respect what they do. But sometimes because of the situation of, of the job, um, they do tend to be trying to bang square pegs into round holes. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, there'll be a teacher comes along and he'll actually find a square hole for you. And he'll just, <laughs> it's just knowing, it's just knowing how, how to connect to you. Or, or it might even, as you say, it might have been the subject or it might be anything. And it goes from being a painful process to learning can be um, a positive experience. And then, and then it all goes from there. And, you know, like you had so much going against you that you didn't quit because you finally got that thing in you where you thought, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I found something I want to do. And, you know, these crossroads we come through and all through our life, if we didn't have that, that little bit of extra drive, um, and we quit, it would have been so different for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think that's one of the things I enjoy about your company is that you, you, you make things happen, Stuart. And this this whole Haircuts for Homeless thing, it ain't an easy thing. And it doesn't wash its own face. You know, it's, it's, it's constant. And you started it. Yeah. And I love that. I, I, I love passion and energy and mm. I suppose like you said you know I, I've, I've never actually had that said to me before as in some, something in me about wanting the underdog done well and you, I don't know it's, um, you've triggered a few things in me and it's certainly what I've felt listening to some of your other podcasts and mm. I think at this one what one thing you're sort of bringing up my teacher and maybe child and things one thing I want to say that you know we don't have to make this all, you know, deep and emotional or anything. But I just mm. want to say, um, you know, my dad brought me up on his own. Um, right. He took me from my mum at uh, 10, 11 months and, you know, things weren't right and blah, blah. And, you know, and he, um, you know, he, he's like my best friend and, you know, he's, um, he's always been there for me. And, you know, we had nothing as a, as a family, you know, as a, Kid, I, we, we, 
whatever one bedroom flat in a high rise and he was playing on a low rubble outside whatever and you, you know if I was to be bathed it was other people's houses or we'd go to the fruit market and get fruit on the floor at the end of the day you know whatever you know mm. we had nothing but he brought me up and he brought me up really really well and just you know and I think that sort of sense of you know I didn't have a brother or a sister well I did you know my mum sent my brother off to Spain you know when he was seven to live with his dad and my my dad wanted to, uh, sorry his blood dad not not my dad and mm. then my my sister from the same mum my dad wanted to take her as well so you know all, all quite you know complicated but very sort of mm. I guess emotional stuff as a child and I think he he just showed me and taught me that you know um, things can be hard but when you put yourself into it you can kind of just make make anything happen and I'll always be grateful for that so he showed me <coughs> that and I was lucky enough to have my my mum, my well, my stepmom come into my my life at eleven, and you know she's uh, you know her unconditional love has been incredible. And then you know I think, but all this I think, but I'm saying this for a reason. It relates into what why I sort of felt a drive as well to get in touch with you and, and push that I wanted to come along to some sessions. Is that I always remember is one of my earliest memories to it is this homeless guy and. Or, or, you know, I, I, I don't know how old I was. I must, I don't know, five, six-ish, whatever. And, you know, he, he was in a bad way. And all I wanted to do was give him some food and take take him home and let him have a bath and a night's sleep and, and some safety. And that's always sort of stayed with me. And I think, you know, mm. I've, you know, I've done well out of, you know, photography, but I, I know that, you know, Certainly, COVID taught me this as well. Is that every, everything uh, passes and everything is um, transient and, and flimsy, and, and I don't know what's going to happen with my work. I really don't. We might be one of the last people to go back because of the proximity of putting makeup on and doing hair and things. But you know that that all pales into insignificance with the, the people who have got the clothes on their back and in a bag that walks into the room to get their hair cut. And I think you know going off on a bit of a tangent but one of my initial things with getting in touch with you so I, I wanted to shoot some Polaroids during the session to, to, to give you know the people who are coming in for their care, some, something tangible of mm. um, you know of, of that moment and how they felt and you know something to keep um, but obviously quite you know, most of the sessions they're, they're, they're you know, they're quite lively they're, they're, it's a tight space so I've only done the Polaroids a few times but each person has loved it, and we've done a few screenshots of the Polaroids. But in the main, they've loved having their pictures taken, or they've asked yeah. them afterwards. And, and I just sort of feel that we need to bring as much exposure to what you're doing, and the fact that it ain't just a haircut. It's no. so much more than that. Yeah. yeah. You can't almost put it into words, but, you know, I just think it's... And I want to build this story. Like, you know, we've been talking about a book, an exhibition, yeah. um, the people that are involved with that as well. And it's, um, you know, bring it on. Let's, you know, let's get this more oxygen, yeah. for, you know, because it's, it's it's beautiful what, what, what you've set up. And I'm not just yeah. blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah, yeah just, I know. Um, I know, I appreciate that. But I've seen, well, it, it, I've seen you in action, so, I, I, you know, and as you said... 
I know your authenticity because I trust you with our most delicate projects. So, um, you know, you earned that trust. You didn't, you know, I didn't give it to you. You earned that trust. And that Thank was, a, that was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, that, that, that session we done at the women's mission, um, I've been in touch with them and they're still, they're struggling, but they're, they're, they're still firing, you know, on all cylinders and, Good. you know, but some of the, some of the horrific stories, that we come um, across on that with women that have, you know, it led me on to do that, you know, the domestic violence week where I've done sort of a podcast every day, which was real. I, I underestimated the toll it would take on me. Um, yeah. Oh, look at me, poor me. <laughs> Just, I've only got to listen to it. Um, yeah, but, you know, it, well, it was, it was like drain, like, the, 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 young, the you know, the, 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 the evil that people can, how evil they can be with each other, you know, like, and the bravery, the bravery of these women to come yeah. through, you know, it just, and as you said earlier, all of our, the, the, it's a great antidote because all of our personal problems pile into insignificance when you hear this stuff. You know, you think, oh, I've got to, it just pales away and it makes it so helpful to, to do it, isn't it? It does. It, it just brings, you know, perspective. And you're right about the word for the bravery and, you know, seeing them, you know, it, your, your sister was there, wasn't she, on that yeah. session? Um, yeah. You know, um, it was, yeah, there was a lot going on and a lot of, you know, it was interesting because there were three different stages of, um, of the access to, to that refuge wasn't there of like these yeah. people um, either uh, the third stage was just about to start coming back into um, whatever you want to call it not exactly normal life but you know be, be, being able to independence in, isn't it really independence in place and, yeah. and then stage one you know who had just absolutely you know in various ways on their knees or just you know just need that help and and they were coming in at all different stages and mm. you know and to have that moment of being looked after by you and your team um you've got you got a lovely hairdresser um female hairdresser who came in with some of her team as well oh gina conway yeah yeah gina all, all girls and doing a beautiful yeah. job but also yeah. the 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 love the intimacy and the the time that we yeah. spent with everybody that came in it was it was an incredible day that was Stuart I have to say yeah but a bit it's sort of a bit worn out after was you you know I oh, was going and... off to somewhere else I think after I was doing something that evening but it was particularly, yeah, I was a bit numb on the train. We, and my sister sort of sat in silence on the on the. Underground. Yeah, we went back to the cafe because it was it was absolutely like raining hard, yeah. wasn't it? We, yeah. we, got, we all got soaked. We, we yeah, that's cafe. it. We had yeah. a spud and a cup and a coffee there. We went back there afterwards and just just, just looked in shock at each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? And, and I think every session, you know, we've even done a Knightsbridge one, and there's you know. Is it Lee? You've got your guy down there who's, you know, ex-services. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their different stories as to either why they come and cut hair. Yeah. For you and with you, or why they come and get their hair cut. And yeah. I think it's, um, 
I'm just loving seeing it. And I'm loving seeing how you're, you know, sort of expanding it with your, you know, your podcast and people involved yeah. in that. And it's... Um, with my granddaughter running around. <laughs> this is Yay! authentic stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's, made, she's made a break for it. <laughs> Great. They've been trying, trying to keep her outside. Yeah, yeah, they've been trying <laughs> to keep her outside. <laughs> this is real stuff, folks. <laughs> yeah. But, well, I yeah. but you I tell you what, um there was before we move on from it, that the, the session produced a, a, another lovely image that you created. Um and it was a young girl, um and and uh, is the is the ego in me, I done a wicked haircut on her. <laughs> she had this lovely <laughs> thick, thick hair and I done a real strong fringe and but she was so she was so, so nervous that um, my sister held her hand all the whole time I was cutting her hair. That's and then right. you, you got that, you captured that image of me cutting her hair and my sister just holding her hand. And yeah. that image just, I, I look at it and I, it just, it, it's so moving, isn't it? You know, it sort of, it, it captures a moment of vulnerability and I don't know. Yeah, vulnerability, honesty. Um, but again, the, the arena that you set up for, you know, she wasn't going to come in, was she? No. Um, right at the end, wasn't it? Jeff? She like really wasn't. Courage. And, you know, um, your sister was amazing. <laughs> and yeah, bless her. yeah, she was great. And, you know, the rest of the team, we just made it as, you know, as super easy as we <laughs> could. Um, you know, for her to feel confident and then she took the leap and you know held your sister's hand and it was just like I remember looking around the room seeing other people's faces whether they were you know staff in the place and you just tell they were saying this is big yeah. this is big her coming in yeah and you know she my god sure she'd been through it and yeah, um yeah. so I think yeah the, the tenderness and the um the love uh, yeah. I don't mean that in a cheesy way, but it was just—it was—it was—it was amazing. Human love, isn't it? It is. Human love. Anyway, I've got a funny one there as well. Um, for anyone listening, for anyone that doesn't know Jack, Jack's an amazing photographer, and he—he's so work. Yeah, I know, but I, I didn't know. I'm so ignorant sometimes, and you know, you, this this tall lanky fella kept coming along to our sessions and taking <laughs> photographs. And then I got invited to something, uh, the British the British the Fellowship or the Fellowship, something I got, yes, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the Fellowship, right, I got invited to this thing, and uh, bumped into you on the, uh, at the tube station, and sort of said, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and he went, yeah, oh, I'm just coming along, I know some people, and I oh, okay, and then we walked in this place. And first of all, Errol Douglas come up to us, Jack, Jack, you know. And all these people, <laughs> just look up, oh, Jack, 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 Jack. And the humility of you is that you'd never even sort of mentioned, I think, that year's British hairdressing awards. You took them, uh, how many, uh, you, you took sort of most of the collections on that. that it was a good year. It was a good year. Look at you, yeah. It was like, he took, and they're going, oh, yeah. And then I had to say, oh, He's all right then, isn't he? You know, Jack is... <laughs> oh, yeah, he's the main man. <laughs> oh, so funny. funny. <laughs> when all of a sudden I thought, oh, it's a proper one. <laughs> it's a really proper one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I, I must start researching people. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just... You know, and I think it's... Um, 
<laughs> I mean, on that, mate, I don't, you probably didn't see, but we did a live Instagram thing with Cos, Cos Sackis, um, head of Creative Global, Tony and Guy. We did a live chat on Friday, and oh, right. he, he picked out my sort of images, um, probably five images that we'd done, and he really wanted me to talk about it. And he's him, and then suddenly on the stream, um, you know, several hundred people watching. It was, it was really, really nice. He was just like, mm. what's going on, Jack? How, how do I get involved in this? And then another head at Tony Guy phoned me up afterwards saying, right, you know, I, I, want, I want to start, cut, you know, helping out and getting involved. So, yeah, that that was great, Stuart. And, yeah, I, I think, you know, we got a lot of, you know, crossovers. We realised after that. Yeah. Yeah, of our friends, and let's let's get these other people involved. But I think you know, you know what, um, coming along and like being in particular, to talk, I suppose nights and days like we did at West Ham, I felt I felt yeah. so involved in what you are, and you know, I wasn't just, you know, I've always felt like an outsider, and I think that's maybe why I, I'm a photographer. Is often I'm looking in, but it still requires an action to, to make something happen, and yeah. Um, and I love our sessions because I think I sort of, with that outsider feeling, I, yeah. I know I know when sort of when I can pick up the camera or when I can chat to the person. Um, and you yeah. make that very easy for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a sort of yeah. We we it it's, it comes with experience, you know. Just because we've been banging away for such a long time, we we sort of get yeah. feel. I can feel the room a lot of the time. Or I can feel the person, sort of what's coming off of them. So often, you know, I've only got a nod to you, and then you, you know when you'll feel comfortable when not, you know. Absolutely, and I just can't wait for us to get going again, mate. Yeah, um, I need it now. <laughs> My family yeah. needs it. They need me to get gone out of it. One of them said the other day to me, said, you're like two different people. I said, well, what do you mean? She went, well, when you talk on the podcast, always you sound so nice, yeah, but you ain't like that. <laughs> That's what we're living yeah. with, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> and I think, uh, on another podcast, bit, I, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I heard you say, um, my family look forward every day to, to one big moment and that's me leaving the house for two hours for my walk. <laughs> yeah, for my walk. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> Do you know what? That's another thing that sort of, I, I met your boy, um, Tom. Tommy, yeah. At one of the sessions and it's great. How you are with your kids is how you are with everybody and I think that, that that's really, it's good um, to be that down to earth, that sort of straightforward and, yeah. He's a good lad. Um, you know, he's, he's a lovely boy. He is. He's, he's all, I'm, I'm so lucky. I've got you know. I've got. They're all. They're all lovely in their own way. And your daughters um, at West Ham. I mean, yeah, the two girls. Yeah, that was lovely, wasn't it? They, getting uh, stuck in. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, talking about West Ham. Do you know what? I think we. Um, you'd obviously done it before, but I wasn't sure how it was going to go in terms of players in and out for five minutes for a call, bosh, off. But, you know, yeah. I've got to give credit to people like Mark Noble. Um, oh. He's that captain of West Ham and he, he hung around the entire session. He, yeah. Um, he chatted with the guys. He made sure the people who were West Ham fans got their, their kit. Everybody, you know, people got food and, you know, you had, you had that nice guy helping you with the air as well. And, you know, again, there yeah. were a couple of sort of um, slightly lively moments, but, you know, we all just yeah. used it and, he was um, great, wasn't he? That was Matt. That was Ashley Hodges' uh, husband. 
That's I, right. He, he's a lovely guy, really lovely guy. And lovely. Uh, you know, uh, it was a great set. And, and as you say, fair play to West Ham. You know, they that, that and it's the West Ham foundation that do all the community stuff. And you know, they're fantastic. They really go. And it's not it, it's not that sort of empty photo call. It's a real genuine. Uh, reaching out to the community and it, it, you know, I really can't wait for them to do that again, you know. Uh, so, yeah, and I could see that, you know, it helps a lot of people out and just uh, the connection, you know, yeah. I mean, there are people that are chatting to, you know, who, who are homeless, but, you know, they're from the area, the West Ham fans, you know, and they still... Gold, aren't they? Absolutely gold. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, when I, I said to you that moment, when I saw it interrupt you, but, when I said you that moment, you know, like, oh, it could be me. It was it was quite a deep personal feeling, but it's because it's West Ham, you know, and it's that he was, you know, like, God, it just, I connected with him so much. I can see him now. I've got him right in my, well, it's your, I've got your image in my mind straight away. They're so strong, yeah. you know. Um, what a lovely fella, you know. What a lovely fella, and there were loads of lovely people there, but that's one, you know, I'm a massive football fan. Um yeah. Massive, and I just think that you know, in these times of um, the business and Sky TV running football and all about money, it just shows the power of something like football, which is a community based sport. That we are hungry and ready for connection and um, community, and, and fair play to you know, some of these aspects that do still involve people who you know, <clears throat> you know, who can't afford to go to football, but. You know, West Ham do do have some tickets for certain games and things where people yeah. can go along, and other clubs do. And I sort of, you know, I'm an Oxford United fan, and I know that you know we do a couple of initiatives, but we don't do enough. Um, no. And we just, without again, without being sort of cheesy and cliche, I think this um, lockdown is showing us that we can be more kind to each other and slower. And, you know, that's that goes a long way. I think it's going to be quite a different environment. I'm hoping it is. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we don't just go back, you know. All jump back on the hamster wheel, you know. No good for anyone, that. It's no good for anyone. And I think, um, yeah, I think going about things slower and kinder, you know, it was mental health awareness last week, wasn't it? And Mm. and across their website, the main thing was just, you know, be kind. Uh, Yeah. um, and I think, you know, we can all do that. Mm. We really can. It costs nothing, and it does us the power of good. It does. It does, and, you know, it's... it's I've listened to most of your podcasts, and a lot of people, you know, you in your first one, you know, sort of set, talk about, you know, how, how much you get from this, and that's from mm. putting something in and, you know, and that act of love and kindness. But I've got a sort of question for you, Stuart, as well, that I sort of wanted to ask you is, I mean, related to all this, really, all that we're chatting about, where where do you see, you know, Haircuts for Homeless going? Um, and I know you've got about 60 sessions all, all through the UK opened up, and, you know, we're talking about doing, you know, Manchester together, and, you know, Anna, my fiance, she's from up there, Um, and you know so I I, I, I'm just interested to know really bro what what, what, where you see it going I think obviously what happened with us is is the uh, the lockdown 
stopped us in our tracks. Yeah. Um, now, as we emerge, my focus, I've been really, really thinking, I've had, actually, I've had time to think for a change. And uh, my first thought is that we need to, we've got about 20 odd projects waiting to go. Um, which we were going to be launched across the rest of this year. Yeah. But uh, we've got a whole fire on that. We really need to got to sort of like shore up our key projects um, and our original projects. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be re- rebuilding. Um, and I'm going to, you know, like I've already been speaking, I've been to lovely Monica uh, from L'Oreal. Uh, yeah. Been a great help. Um, right. She's great. L'Oreal been, I mean, L'Oreal turned the factories over to making sanitizers. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on a uh, Insta Live with her this afternoon at half two. Um, oh, are you? you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. She's gonna. We're gonna speak about stuff, and she's. Um, you know, they've already designated um, a, a generous amount of sanitizers for us to give out to our projects and things like that. Great. Um, because we've got. To, I've got to relearn it a little bit. We've got. To, we can't just sort of go the clock strikes one and we go back out as it was because everything's changed. So we've got to uh, learn again um, the situation. Uh, each project is so different. So each, some will be more prepared than others. So that's why um, I'm going to stagger the relaunch. So um, probably half a dozen projects to see how we get on and yeah. then gradually relaunch the rest of them. And then spend the rest of the year as soon as I'm able to travel like visiting revisiting ones that I've not seen for a long time uh, and re- reassuring them um, we've we, we've got over 600 volunteers making sure that all, I've been in touch but making sure that they're all okay uh, to the point where some of them will have to focus on some of them unfortunately will probably have to focus on saving their businesses you know because um, it's tough out there you know, so I can't expect them to sort of give their time immediately over to us when they've got to really get, you know, seven days a week in there getting back things back on track for themselves, you know. Yeah. But we'll just get through it, mate. As we do, we, it's it sort of like rebuild the foundations um, and, then, and then gradually, you know, and, and then as soon as we can, we then rock out the ones that have been waiting patiently and then... And then more as well, you know, um, for that the future. Where, yeah, yeah, it's the way it's got to be done. Uh, but in the end, it, it would be a project in every city across the UK, you know. Right. Um, and I've said to you before, to me, it's about this sounds really cheesy, but it is about legacy. It's about yeah. leaving something that, unfortunately, well, I'm, I'm glad it hadn't got my name on it, but. You know that the, the the Stuart Roberts part of haircuts from us will go at some point when I leave this mortal coil, and then, but it's by then hopefully it'll be strong enough to then carry on and carry on and carry on. You know, it will. I think you've put enough of a foundation in place, but I think you're really yeah. wise to, and I think people respond really well to that. To looking at the foundation, going back to some of the earlier ones, and. Mm. You know, it, it, word of mouth will spread, Stuart. Um, yeah. You've got a lot of people in your team that will be willing. And I think we've got to be realistic and honest. And, you know, there's a lot of us, yeah, who, who will be um, needing to dig in for a while. Um, and, you know, people who just, yeah, it, it, really, really tough times. Well, there's going to be fear as well. I mean, fear has been a massive thing about all of this. 
you know, fear of the unknown. And I understand it because I've had that fear myself. You know, like those first few weeks uh, was was terrifying because sure. it, it, you know, you, I can't even sort of recreate the feelings of those first two or three weeks now because it's gone and it seems the normal now. It's yes. really weird that anything that bad can then you can't even dig into that feeling again. Um, but also, I don't know if you agree. <laughs> yes, but part of me sort of is um, not in any uh, negative or sort of um, weak way, but I've, I've kind of boxed that off because, yeah, for myself in terms of it was so dark and it was so yeah. like, what's happening right now and what's this going to look like yeah. um, whenever, you know, July, August, September, October. It, and actually we need to do what's right in front of us. We have got our heads around it more, but they, they, they were dark times. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think that we understand as well that a big part of this and big part of sort of, you know, I guess staying as fit as you can me- mentally is, is momentum and certainly not um, staying with one set of thoughts, especially if it's, yes. you know, to do with the media, handling us with... Um, messages and lots of news bulletins blah blah and you know and we've had to respect the lockdown and I get that and we are respecting it um, but it's you know it's come at a lot of a cost with um, you know obviously the cost of lives primarily mm. and the um, people who've been sick with it as well but you know mm. I think we just need to pick each other up as we go really that's it um, you know moving forward together um, with uh, I think um, I, what's helped me personally is just I just concentrate on the month I'm in yes <laughs> and I'm not even looking to next week because next week's next month yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll worry about next month when it comes you know even from Sunday to Monday or whatever because it's the way I can deal with stuff um, yeah you've got to find your way you know my mum bless her she's 80 Three and when I visit her, she's she's constantly talking about you know things up until Christmas for the rest of the year, and I think and bless her, she's just too much time around and, and constantly watches the news and all the bulletins and reads the paper and all that stuff, and it's become an obsession, yeah. uh, and it's not really having a positive effect on her. Uh, no, and I do try and bring her back into this week. <laughs> yeah, just worry about this week, you know. Or even if you want to plan a bit, let's worry about this month. But exactly. I can't worry about July. I'm no. in May. And I'm not in June yet. I'm in May. <laughs> I'll be in June next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it all fluctuates so quickly as well, doesn't it? And also with what you've just said, and I agree, it's just encouraging us more to live in the now. And isn't that yeah. a big part of this? You know, That's it. mindfulness That's and keeping yeah. our... You know, ourselves together, and I think, yeah. you know, sometimes there's such a fine line between um, staying all right or going over the edge, and often those things yeah. are friends and family that keep us ironed out, and yeah, definitely, mate. we're fortunate to have that. Yeah. So what's the um, future for White Rabbit, your studios? Um, what you, As you say, it may be a, a last one to start again. Yeah, we, we still don't know. So basically, right. um, working with the guys here on various protocol for shoot days in terms of um, 
they've got all the PPE, sorry, PPE gear in, um, mm. the, talking about the lines on the floor in the studio and various checks that we'll need to be doing. I work a lot with um, the, the AOP Association of Photographers. They've drawn up a you know, legal document. But again, this is fluctuating, Stuart, and changing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, nothing set in stone as yet, but no. I absolutely, it's part of my responsibility that I've been, you know, looking at what is happening and what is what the legislation is. But I, I can't answer that right now. I mean, I... No. I I mean, part, part of me coming back to White Rabbit is um, I come back here two or three days a week. We've we've been living in Whitstable just just moved before lockdown, so it's been mm. nice for our boy Freddie. We've had the space, lovely. Uh, yeah. With social distancing, to have a little wander around the sea and things. Mm. Um, but yeah, just just coming in and you know making everything ready for us to go again whenever that mm. is. Um, that feels enough, you know, and I've been editing, I've been researching, picture researching, building mood boards, um, teaching myself how to edit videos. Just really active, mate. And, yeah. Uh, and that's like, crucial, isn't it? That's crucial for the, for the sort of mental state is to, to feel you're accomplishing something, isn't it? I think. It is, it is. And I think, um, it's what we said earlier about the momentum and just keeping keeping things going and um you know this this is how I earn my living um I can't just even though I'm not sort of picking up the camera in the studio I can't just down, down tools for three months you know the business no. would finish um yeah. you know I've got quite a few people who work with us as well um so just just keeping things ticking over yeah. as best I can mate of course that's all we can do that's all we can do my friend, I can't wait for us to get back out there. Um, Likewise. I, I, I know it's the same for you. Um, and, you know, I've got a lot of hope for the future. Um, yeah. I think, I think you know, collectively we all, you know, as long as we all take take hold of what we've learned from it, and, and, not, and as I say, let's not all rush back onto the hamster wheel because... Yeah, uh, I was sick of it. If I, if I'm honest, it's made me reflect. And um, even though I felt, I've, I've said recently, I felt I had such a great work balance, um, work life balance, and it, and it wasn't as good as I thought. And this time of reflection has made me put maybe a bit of a different priority, and maybe get in and, and a bit of work smarter, not harder, um, yeah. because you 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 still can get a lot done. Uh, even under the worst of conditions. So, um, you know, something to take forward, I think. It is, it is. And I think that's really wise. You know, it's, it's about pace, but also, you know, I think what you do with, you know, the actual sessions or around it, it's very creative as well. And I think, you know, we all thrive on creativity um, and I think everybody's creative in different ways and people who say, oh, I haven't got an artistic streak in me at all. It's just like, well, you have, but, you, yeah, know, you, have, you know, what's the definition of, you know, of something creative? It, it can be multiple things and I think, you know, and we need energy for that, Stuart, as well. Like you said, that's part of the balance. Um, it does take a lot out of us. It certainly takes a lot out of me and, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, being restoring myself with various things and, I want to bring that into our sessions as well and, you know, wherever. Bethnal Green, 
you know, Whitechapel or Knightsbridge, let's get going, bro. And, yeah. and you know, and just have, have a, a good impact on, yeah. on people's lives. Yeah. Well, I can't think of a better way to finish it than that. I mean, um, and it's been really, honestly, I know people will say, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, Jack, and it's been lovely, you know, like to really catch up and, um, you know, I hope people enjoy listening to it. Um, I certainly enjoyed our conversations today and uh, likewise, thank you for your time, mate, honestly. Yeah, anytime, you know that, bro, anytime we yeah. can do anything, it's great. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, you're amazing, Stuart. Big love, bro. And, we'll and you, mate. Soon. See you soon. Thank you yeah, very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling.